Good Arab Shabbos, our boy Sai Bruchma Boim, to the Shear hosted by the Young Israel of Kugarn Hills, our weekly Friday Shear. As we mentioned this past week, first of all, the Shearim now are available on podcast. I see a lot of people are choosing that venue. Okay, very good. Everyone is. Uh, encouraged, please check out, we had a share last night on Shas Illuminated, questions on an- and answers on a variety of subjects. It was a very interesting program. You could uh, please check that out. Also now, um, all the shiurim um, are all consolidated on a new website called rabbidg.com. Uh, please look at that. You could find over there how to get any of the svarim, how to access any of the shiurim. There are certain shiurim that are only exclusive to one venue or a different venue, but they could all be found on the new website, rabbidg.com. So um, the Parsha Shir this week uh, is sponsored by Rabbi Mrs. Yehuda Leibovitz of uh, Los Angeles. So we're discussing the really the final pasuk of this week's Parsha, Parsha's Toldos, which tells us about uh, the marriage and the union of Esav and Yishmael. And we mentioned that uh, the simple pshat in the Pasuk <coughs> is that when Yaakov uh, was told by his father and mother, and how displeased that, that Yaakov's parents would be if he would marry somebody from the Canaan, so Yaakov went ahead and he went to the house of his uncle Lavan. So Esau, being a good son, he wanted to follow the ways, follow what his father wanted. And even though he had married previously Yehudis from the Benois Ches, Nevertheless, uh, he figured he'll marry another wife and make his parents happy, and therefore he went to marry the daughter of Yishmael. However, <clears throat> we learned from the, um, the comments of the Gura in the Safra Ditzniyusa that Esau marrying the daughter of Yishmael was actually an expression of what the Pasuk says earlier, Vayistoim Esau es Yaakov al Habracha. Esau hated Yaakov for the blessing, Asher Berchay Aviv, that his father blessed him. In other words, it's more than just uh, Esau trying to please his parents, but because Esau hated Yaakov Avinu, and as the Gra says, if Esau and, ya- and Yishma would ever get together, they would destroy the world. So Esau figured he's going to be Meshadach Zayin with Yishma, and thereby cause grave and great and tragic danger to Yaakov Avinu. <clears throat> now, on Wednesday, we explained some of the uh, danger of the union of Esav and Yishmael. Namely, Esav has the, tech- the technology, the know-how, the scientific information, the ability to proliferate ideology, but their ideology is not so ve- um, poisonous to world civilization. It is the ideology of Yishmael, which is so destructive and could literally destroy the world, because the ideology of Yishmael is to uh, live in the Midbar, to break all the barriers and guidelines of society. They don't uh, follow uh, the rules and regulations of society. They live distant from all civilization in the Midbar. They don't wear Big Day Adam. They don't live in Bate Adam. And if Yishmael would ever be able to hone in and harness the technology of Esav, they would literally destroy the world. Um, and what we would like to uh, explain today 
is what happens exactly when Esav and Yishmael come together. In other words, what is it that Esav can accomplish by joining forces with Yishmael? What is the product of the union of Esav and Yishmael? And uh, this is, uh, comes from the Sefer Mima Makim of the Chidushim of Rav Moshe Shapiro. Um, I had the schus to host in my house. Uh, must have been uh, a little bit before COVID. So a few Rabbanim from the UK. And they presented me with a, a set of Svarim. Rav Ilan Haberstadt and Rav Tzvi and Rav Josh Morheim. And they presented me with uh, a, uh, the Svarim of Rav Moshe Shapiro. Mima Makim. And Rav Moshe Shapiro um, sort of develops the following idea. The matter says in Shmois Rabbah, this is number 15 on the sheet, this is sort of the second part of Wednesday night shir. The Medr Shrabah says, Aval Barzel Inksiv Khan. The iron is not mentioned. You ever notice the Mishkan is made out of gold, silver, copper, but uh, iron is not mentioned. Because Edom, the wicked, who destroyed the temples, compared to iron. To teach you, Shemikol Hamalchios Yekabel Hakadosh Baruch Hu Doyrein LaAsid Lavai Chutzmi Adam. In the future, God will accept gifts from all the nations except for Edom. Baharei Bavel Babylon Afhi Hechriva Isai. It also destroyed the temple. Ela Al Shaloi Kikea Isai. Bavel did not uproot the temple. Avol Edom, but Edom Maxiv. But what does it say about it? They're able to uproot, uproot till the very foundation. Until Edom came along, the, the temple had a foundation. Therefore, iron was not written by the Mikdash or the, Mikdash or the Mishkan because Edom is compared to iron. So the Medrash is telling us that the unique viciousness of Edom is that they are able to uproot the foundations of the Beis HaMikdash at their very foundation. Okay, one second. So the uh, Medrash Rabbah is telling us, again, continuing on from what we were discussing Wednesday night about the combination of Esav and Yishmael, the Medrash Rabbah is telling us that what Esav, what Edom was able to do that Bavel was not able to do, <clears throat> is that Edom was able to uproot the very foundations of the uh, Beis HaMikdash, or the very foundations of the Temple. So the question is, how is Edom able to uproot the foundations of the temple? How are they able to achieve that? So if you look in Parshas B'chukhoisai, we have uh, as follows. V'nasati fanai bachem. I will place my face against you. V'nigavtem. You will be smitten l'fnei oyevechem, before your enemy. 
V'radu bachem echem. Your enemy will dominate you. V'nastem you will flee. V'ein roideifeschem. And without anyone pursuing you. So there's something very interesting over here. It says, I will place my face against you. And I will smite you before your enemies. And your enemies will pursue you. But you will run. But nobody's really running after you. In other words, v'radu v'chem sanechem, your, your soinim will dominate you, but nobody's really running after you. So, if you look in this Pasuk, we have two terms for enemy. We have oyevechem, and we have soineichem. It says, I will place my face against you, and I will smite you before your um, enemy. And your enemy will dominate you. So we've many times in the past discussed the connotation of the word Oyev and Soine. Uh, more notably, we discussed it in reference to a Pasuk in Nitzavim. Um, it says, God will place the curses on your oivim and on your soinim. Now we've always expressed and we've always uh, tried to delve into the meaning of oyev and soine in terms of this pasuk in Nitzavim. However, there's another pasuk in Bechukaisa that also refers to oivim and soinim. So whatever we're going to say, whatever we did say in the psukim in Nitzavim, we could apply it to Bechukaisa. So this comes from the Sefer, the humble work, Magad Raki Amporim. Uh, and and uh, it's brought over here, the Ramban. The Ramban says the words Oyev and Soine is a remez to the two nations that always pursue us. Now the Ramban does not identify who these two nations are. However, we find the Ramban elsewhere in the Maimar of Ikuach, he does explain who these Oyevim are. The Ramban says, "V'karasi lohem parshas v'hayo ki avayu lecha kol marim habrachah latosh nasati vanecha v'goymer haparsha and ad v'nasan Hashem lekach zolosay la alivech v'zena shav redafucha ayevecha says Ramban are the noitzrim the Christians and soineecha are the Yishmaelim." So the Ramban is opinion is oyev is the Christians soine are the Yishmaelim. However, the Ramban does not explain. Now, the Rabbeinu Bechaye agrees to the Ramban that these two words refer to Esav and Yishmael. However, he argues on the Ramban in terms of which one is Esav and which one is Yishmael. In other words, Rabbeinu Bechaye says Oyev is Yishmael and Soine is Esav. Says Rabbeinu Bechaye, Oyevecha is Yishmael, Soinecha is Esav, and, Nov- and Micha also testified about them. He said, Torum yadcha al sarecha, yevecha yikaresu. These are the two umais that we are meshubed under them and we are scattered among them. Why is Yishmael called the Oyev? Why is Esav called the Soine? Because the Oyev is worse than the Soine. Because the Soine, even though he does evil, he does it berachmanus. But the Oyev, he has eternal enmity toward us. He doesn't give any Rachamim. 
The Rabbeinu B'chayi says that Yishmael is the Oyev. Yishmael never has Rachamim. The Christian world, at least they have a modicum of Rachamim. Oyev is a Lashon of Avoy. It has the same letters. Because anyone who falls in the hands of Yishmael screams out, Oy Avoy. Okay. And Esav, um, on the other hand, is called Soine, like it says, Tachas Nua Ki Tivoal, refers to Esav. Shenem Rav Yes Esav, Sonesi. So the Ram, um, Rabbeinu Bechaye explains the chilak between Oivim and Soinim. Oyev is worse than a Soine, and Oyev does not have Rachmanus at all, and Yishmael is called the, the Oyev. Now if you look in the Sefer Tairas Yaakov, um, of Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer, we have to go visit him when we go to Eretz Yisrael, he's a descendant of the Kafa Chaim. He speaks at length about how to define Oyev and Soine. And we're going to go for today's share. We're going to go, we're going to be going with the opinion of um, Rabbeinu Bechaye that Oyev is Yishmael and Soine is Esav. That's how they learn the Pesukim in Nitzavim. So taking it back to Bechu Koisai, I think we would have license to say that if God says Vinasati Fanei Bachem, I'm going to place my face against you Vinigavtem and you will be smitten. Before your enemies, that refers to Yishmael. That refers to Esav. Now I want to say another Chiddush. Half of the Chiddush we once said, it's printed in the uh, English book, The Mystery and the Majesty, and Bezos Hashem in the upcoming Hebrew Sefer on Bereshis. The next part we never said before. You ready for this? After the Akedah, which we once explained was the, the method with which the Rebbeinu Shalaylam demonstrated Yitzchak's superiority over Yishmael, because remember before the Akedah, Yishmael says, well, you had a Mila at eight days, I had Mila at 13 years old. So Yitzchak says, really? And if God would tell me to sacrifice my whole body now, I would do it. We once explained that that's why the Akedah was not a Nisayon for Yitzchak. It says, Ve'alekim Nisas Avraham. But it's not an Nisayan for Yitzchak because Yitzchak accepted it upon himself. He told Yishmael, if God would tell me to sacrifice myself, I would do it. So you can't call it a test for Yitzchak. Yitzchak just brought it upon himself. However, at the end of the Akedah, the Malach says, V'yirash zaracha eshar oyevav. Your descendants will inherit the gateway of their oyevim. So we wanted to say that refers to Yishmael because the purpose of the Akedah was to demonstrate Yitzchak's superiority over Yishmael. But Marv Rabbeisai, if you remember in last week's parsha, Parsha's Chayi what bracha does Lovin and Mesuel give Rivka? Achaseinu ad hayi la'alfei revava v'yirash zaracha eis shar soinav. Why are Lavan and Mesuel giving Rivka a bracha that they should inherit the gateway of their soine? So I want to say, because they're done with Yishmael. Yishmael was already chased out. It's Now it's all about Yitzchak. But who's going to come from Yitzchak? Yaakov and Esav. So they're giving Rivka a bracha. You're going to produce a Yaakov. You're going to produce an Esav. But Zaracha, which is only Yaakov, that was, she, he should overcome Shar Soinav. He should overcome Esav. That's how we can interpret it, that bracha, v'yir zarach eishar soinav. Now, look at a Rashi. Rashi says, um, in number 17, 
שאיני מעמד סוינם אלא מכם ובכם. When the Pasuk says, ורדו בכם, right, ונוסעתי פני בכם, וניגבתם לבכם ורדו בכם, then I'm going to make enemies from you, in you. When the Gentiles, the idol worshippers, stand up against Israel, they only seek out what's revealed and open. Says God, when I establish against you, from you and in you, when I establish enemies from within you, they will search after your hidden treasures. So Rashi is telling us uh, quite a wondrous chidosh, that when the, gen- when the Gentiles seek to destroy, they can only destroy the revealed. When God uses our enemies from within, from within the Jewish people, they don't just burn down the house, they seek for the treasures. I mean, if you have a stranger come to the house, they can only take what's, what's revealed. But when family tries to destroy and harm, they know where all the hidden goods are. So there's this very interesting idea that even though the Pasuk says that I'm going to place upon you Oyev and Soine, which you would think means Oyev is Yishmael and Soine is Esav, Rashi learns that this refers to some kind of enemy from within. So Rav Moshe Shapiro advances the following uh, wondrous approach. He says... Amru Chazal, Bavel also destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, but it did not raise it from the, uh, from the foundation. Aval Edoim Maktsivba, what does it say about Edoim? Ha'oimrim aru aru ad ha'yisoyba. Destroy, destroy until the very foundations. Ad achshav ha'yisoyba, until now the foundation was in it. Chazal are Megalatas in their words. That Edoim was not, uh, did not suffice by just destroying the Beis HaMikdash, but they wanted to raise the foundations. And Chazal say that their, their hand is still outstretched to uproot um, whatever remains from the foundation. Okay. What is the explanation? Says Moshe Shapiro, there are two vantage points of the Beis HaMikdash. Hapen Harisha, in the first perspective is the revealed part of the Beis HaMikdash. The service of the Kaihanim and the Karbanos, the Leviim, and the Zuchus of these services, the Shechina rests in the Beis HaMikdash. So you have the open and the revealed aspect of the Beis HaMikdash. However, the Beis HaMikdash also has a hidden perspective, a, a Gonos element. Now, the hidden and a secret element of the Beis HaMikdash, that is extant even when the Beis HaMikdash is no longer here. Now what exactly is the foundation of the hidden, secret sanctity of the Beis HaMikdash? The Rambam writes in Hilchois um, Beis HaBechira that when Shlomo HaMelech built the Beis HaMikdash, he knew it would ultimately be destroyed. 
he built a place to hide the Arain down, down, deep in the underground labyrinths of the base of Mikdash. And Yoshiahu commanded that the Arain be buried there a hundred years before their destruction. And they buried there the staff of Arain and the jug of oil and um, the jug of the man. Meaning when Shlomo HaMelech built the base of Mikdash, he was afraid that it would be destroyed not just physically, but even the secret hidden aspect of the temple should be destroyed. Therefore he dug deep down a Makam Geniza for the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash, a place that from there you could crack open, it could sort of illuminate even the darkness of Galus. In other words, there is a hidden element, a hidden realm of the Beis HaMikdash that was never destroyed. It was dug by Shlomi HaMelech. There was hidden the Arain and the Tzintzenes Haman. Bavel destroyed the outer facade of the Beis HaMikdash. However, Edoim was not satisfied. He, Edoim, opposed even the hidden aspect of the Beis HaMikdash that illuminates even a time of darkness. And that is what David said, that Edoim wanted to, Aru, Aru, Adha Now this opposition to the temple of Edoim cannot be satisfied. As long as there is any glimmer of light emanating from the temple, Edoim wants to destroy and destroy and destroy. Now, how is Edoim able to destroy this secret element of Kedusha? What arrows does Edoim use to be able to dig deep down and uproot the underground Kedusha and the secret element of the base of Mikdash? The answer is we go back to... The Medrash that we started this year with Wednesday night, the Yalkut Shemoni. The Yalkut Shemoni says that Edoim is a Agola, a fat cow. And Yishmael is a Shar. Woe to the earth, the Medrash says. If you pair up a Shar, a male Shar, and a female Shar, you know what they're going to do? They will open up and they will destroy all the deep places. The Medrash is telling us that when Esav is Meshadach and Esav joins with Yishmael, they could destroy not just the reveal, they could dig deep, deep, deep down and destroy the underground foundations of, of sanctity. In other words, if you want to know what is the weapon of Esav to uproot to do aru aru ad, ad ha the answer is when Esav joins up with Yishmael they are able to mekayim aru aru ad ha now how do they do that didn't Rashi say the only way to uproot the treasures and the hidden is from you and within you only bachem and mikem now we're going to learn something which is going to be one of the most shocking things you'll ever hear And that is, Hatshuva Chazal, the answer. What are the weapons that Esav used to dig and uproot the foundation? It's that which the Medrash tells us when the Shar Zachar gets together with the Nekeva, Yefatchu v'yishadudu is kol hamamakam. Meaning the pairing of Yishmael with Esav is the weaponry, is the arsenal with which Esav uses to destroy the foundations. The depth of this is explained in the words of Chazad that we read earlier, that when the Gentiles destroy, they destroy the Galoi. 
But when I bring upon you Bachem Umikem, they could uh, search out the Matmoniyos. Meaning, says Ramesh Shapiro, the combination of Soine and Oyev, which refers to Esav and Yishmael, produces a new level. Bachem Mikem. There's nothing more a part of you than the union of Esav and Yishmael. We're going to explain. If you want to know how do you uproot the Jewish people from the very foundation, it's the pairing of Esav and Yishmael. That's Bachem Umikem. So the question is, who is this Chevra that is produced by Esav and Yishmael? Who are they? What are they called? We know who Esav is. We know who Yishmael is. But what do we call the people who Esav and Yishmael produced together that have the capacity to uproot the foundation of the Beis HaMikdash and Judaism? And the answer is, we're about to learn something that's going to come as a complete shock to everybody. That the, the offspring of Esav and Yishmael are the Erev Rav. The Erev Rav is, the, is produced from the combination of Esav and Yishmael. Now, there are various forms of Erev Rav. Kiyadua says, when Israel left Egypt, um, it joined to them an admixture of the nations of the world. That admixture became mixed in Klal Yisrael. And has never been rectified. Chazal revealed to us that it still is extant in Klal Yisrael, that Bechina that is connected to that Erev Rav. It brings into Klal Yisrael Erev, a mixture, foreign admixture. The Gra and the Evan Shlema writes, there are five types of Erev Rav. Number one, Balei Machloikas in Lashon Hara. Number two, that's Amalek and Esav. In other words, in Klal Yisrael, there is a influence of Esav, an Erev Rav of Esav. They are the Balei Machloikas and Lashonara. Balei Taiva is the Erev Rav of Yishmael. Hypocrites is another kind of Erev Rav. Those who run after Kavit is another kind. Those who run after money is another kind. And the worst are the Balei Machloikas. The Gra writes further, The Gula will not come until Hashem remembers the bris of the three Avais. From Avraham came Yishmael, from Yitzhak came Esav, but we will not be successful until we remove the worst admixture at all. And that is the Erev Rav that emanates from Yaakov. But what this means is as follows. Every one of the Avais has, so to speak, a Psoilas, a evil klipa that is opposing their essence. Yishmael is the Psoilas of Avraham. Yishmael is the corruption of Midas HaChesed. Esav is the corruption of Midas HaDin. The Erev Rav that corresponds, the, the Psoilas that corresponds to Yaakov is the Erev Rav. Yaakov is the Av that incorporates Chesed and Gevura. He's the Ishtam. And opposite him stand the Erev Rav and the admixture of Esav and Yishmael. So therefore, says Ramesh Shapiro, Erev Rav is the Klipa of Yaakov that includes the power of Yishmael and the power of Esav together. In light of this, we can understand the Gra in, uh, that we started with. Esav 
and being Meshadich with Ishmael, wanted to bring the world to the Madrega of the, oppos- the opposing force of Yaakov Avinu. Esav is the opposing force of Yitzchak, not the opposing force of Yaakov. Listen carefully. Yishmael is the opposing force of Avraham. Esav is the, is the opposing force of Yitzchak. But Esav hated Yaakov so much, he wanted to bring the opposition to Yaakov. So how does he do it? He marries Yishmael, that produces something called Erevrav, and then that will bring the, the potential uh, danger to Yaakov Avinu. It is the force that combines the two klipas of Esav and the klipa of Yishmael, and because Esav hated Yaakov, he married into Yishmael. Now, we know that in our times it has materialized the combination of Esav and Yishmael. But it's dependent on us. Says Ramesha Shapiro, if we purify, our, purify ourselves from the Bechino called Erevrav, from all admixtures in the Jewish people, in our ideology, in our homes, then we're able to overcome the Klipa of Esav and the Klipa of Yishmael. And this is what the Python is mispalel, Kale Seir V'choisnai. Destroy Seir, Esav, V'choisnai, and his father-in-law, namely Yishmael. And if we do that, V'yalu L'tziyayin Moishiyim. So, realize that in this parasha we have the ascent of Yaakov Avinu the Ishtam, and Zelu Mazel also like him, because Esav hated Yaakov so much, he was Meshadich, with Yishmael, and that produces the klipa of Yaakov, namely the Erev Rav itself. This concludes this segment of the Shir, and uh, wishing everyone bracha v'hatzlacha, and uh, great Shabbos. Don't go anywhere, because the next segment is on tefillah. Okay?